Hello, and welcome to Bringing Education Home. I'm Herb. And I'm Christina. Together, we are sharing ideas that we believe will help grow stronger, healthier, and happier families that are both inside and outside the box. If you <laughs> like the show, be sure to follow Christina on Facebook. And please leave us some likes and reviews on your favorite podcast platform. Today, I have the pleasure of introducing Robin McTagg. Robin is the creator of a life of choice, coaching and consulting, helping individuals, couples and teams navigate the complexities of their personal and professional relationships through a unique blend of proving, proven strategies, empowering clients to uncover the drivers behind their barriers, address conflicts head on and cultivate thriving relationships with themselves and others. Thank you so much, very much for joining us today, Robin. Yeah, I, I like your bio. Could you please explain a little more of what you do and, and bring it home for us? Sure. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So my original training was psychology, counseling, conflict resolution, um, critical incidents, stress debriefing. So all of these different places, because I was one of those curious kids that wanted to figure out why people did what they did. And I used to have conversations with myself in my head. Why are some people aware and other people aren't? <laughs> and so my curiosity sometimes got me into trouble. <laughs> and so I kind of followed that path. And then I had cancer 23 years ago, and I just kind of stopped and reevaluated life and found that even though I felt that I was doing something valuable within the corporate system, I felt I wasn't really making enough of a difference. And so I left there and then I learned about the motivational map system and the Enneagram, which it's partially based on. And so I've been doing a really deep dive in that. And when I left, well, when I had the cancer, I learned a meditation and healing system. So I've been teaching that for a long time to adults and kids. And I love that relationship build because one of the parents has to be there along with the child to learn the system as well and they come up with a really beautiful way to interact and still keep our energy for ourselves right so often we teach kids to kind of leak their energy to the parents for that love instead of realizing that they can connect to love separately and learn that they have value so they can stand up to the bullies that they can speak their truth these kinds of things so i find that's really important and with the conflict resolution one of the things that we don't learn in our families is boundaries and so i find often that's one of the first things that we do is talk about boundaries and what's important to us and i just simply use Brene brown's um definition what's okay with me and what's not okay so learning to build our voice to say what that is for us and helping our families learn that so that we can have those real discussions about what's important to us and what's true for us because we all see the world from a different perspective and this is why the map helps us to see what are those things that energize me what are the things that I lose energy? And so what's in alignment with what I want so I can move forward in my family, in my relationships, in my work life? And then the Enneagram helps us to see that deeper lens and how those ego defense mechanisms that come in so young 
help us to maybe not express parts of ourself or see it in one way and might dismiss it in other people. So when we can bring in more understanding of others and build the skills for dealing with conflict, then we can have the relationships and the families and what we want. Because we see these patterns where people change relationships, they change jobs, but that energetic pattern follows them unless there's awareness to see, oh, this is why I'm doing this. I'm trying to get a need met that I am not getting met. And so I keep that going, that loop going until I can create that choice. That is awesome because I'll, a lot of what we want to do in our show and in our fit coaching program is to support those families. How do we communicate? How do we set our boundaries? How do we make that connection so that everyone is being fulfilled and being helped when they need help? So that is amazing that this conversation can really keep going. Yeah. And how important it is to actually start understanding the differences in personalities and what your personality is. So kind of the way I describe it is a personality is kind of like a fingerprint. You you come in born with what your fingerprint is going to be, mm-hmm. but you can alter your fingerprints. So you can put programs on top of your personality and then you're building your character. So you're using your personality to build your character. And so if you can tell, talk to, if you can start getting the children to understand that mm-hmm. their personality is like the hand that they're dealt with, but the character is who that they can, who they want to be and how they build their life forward. So that's also from my out of the box thinking, that's kind of part of what I want to bring into our school system is, is that understanding that, that mm-hmm. those core understandings of, of who you are and how you move through life. And, and I kind of came into it first through the MBTI before I heard about the Enneagram. So I'm a little more familiar with the MBTI than Enneagram, but I, I've studied it a little bit. And I, I understand it a little bit and it's a really powerful tool as well. Yeah. And, and I agree because we have studies and this is the exciting part to me. Like a lot of people think, oh, this is too woo, but studies showed the temperament is there when they're born Mm -hmm. and everything kind of goes back to those nine um, numbers you know, we look at numerology, which I do as well, and the Enneagram, the motivational map, all of these different systems. And we look across these systems, and they've been around for thousands and thousands of years. And so there's these universal truths that we can tap into. And, you know, like you say, we we do have that choice. And now we have the neuroplasticity that shows that we can shift our way of thinking and we always have that choice. It's just bringing the awareness to it. And then we don't make our kids wrong. We don't make each other wrong in the family. It's just, that's a different perspective. So how can I help bring that curiosity? One of the things that my kind of mantra from um, conflict resolution is be curious. All behavior makes sense. Mm. So when I can come from that perspective and take that breath before that reactivity, that's when we can really build on that. And so, you know, (laughs) and unfortunately, um, which you probably know as well as parents, if when I'm in that high stress state, Mm -hmm. I revert back to how I was parented. So unless I really build these skills 
day after day after day, which we kind of have a challenge with just be, because of being human and learning to forgive ourselves for that and just say, yeah, I'm going to keep this going. I need to notice those reactive places. And why am I reacting? Is it because they're doing it because it doesn't fit with what I want? Am I putting in rules or what am I doing that maybe there's something underneath that, like with the one that wants what's pure and good for people, they can have a lot of rules and they have kind of what's good and bad, white, right and wrong. But what is that based on? Can we go deeper? And is that just because that's how I was brought up? Or is there some basis in that? As society changes, as ages change, all of these things, then we need that flexibility. And that's where we can bring in other parts of the types. So we all have bits of the nine types within us. And we have one main growth path for ourselves to help us to kind of the faster piece to start to see that pattern for ourselves. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And, and I take it to the education view as a teacher of 27 years, we had to sometimes put labels on kids. And people are saying, oh, don't label a kid because that puts them inside the box. And from my viewpoint, it was always like that label helps me know maybe where they're starting from and how I can help them get where they need to go next. So I would always look at it as this is what might be going on, but where can I go next with that? Where can I help them grow and change to help them? Right. So I, that's kind of what I was understanding from this is like we can say that this personality type or whatever but don't stick with that label let's see what we can develop and grow from that starting point yeah because people say well if I you're going to put me in a box but it's about getting out of the box mm -hmm. it's like yeah that can be the viewpoint but if I understand where you're coming from and acknowledge that and this is where, you know, we see that with kids who are hurt too. Oh, don't cry. Don't do this. We dismiss the feelings and then we shut down our feelings. <laughs> but if we say, oh, yeah, you feel that way. And, you know, how can I support you? Or um, like I find for myself, I've really had to learn about the fours and that kind of very big energy around feelings. And we might not feel comfortable about that. So how can I open up that space and just really acknowledge them? Because that's what they need. Same with me. I, I start with the six and the fear. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's like, don't tell me that it's false evidence appearing real. Let me be acknowledged that I'm feeling that. And then we can have the discussion because if I'm not feeling seen or heard, chances are I'm not going to be open to having a discussion with you. Another thing about that box is that box isn't empty. If you're put in that personality box, that personality box comes with a whole set of tools in it that you didn't know you have until you got that box. So it's like, so it, it, when you find that out, it's like, oh, I'm this, this is how I'm presenting myself in this box. So I have this tool that I now can use to make this happen. I have this tool that I can now use to make this happen. So instead of, oh, um, I'm an, in, you know, I, I might not know that I'm an introvert and I see all those extroverts out there talking and being the life of the party. And I want to do that. 
and I make myself wrong because that's something I want to do and I can't do that. But then I go find out that I'm an introvert, not an extrovert. And there's now tools open to me. It's like, how does an introvert go to do that? What do the skills that I need to build as an introvert to get to that point? What? So it's it's a box, but it's a box full of tools that you can now wrap around yourself and know how to move through life without the, what do I do next? It's like, oh, this is how I, this is how I am. So to if this is how I am and I want to do that, this is how that does that. And so you move through it in that kind of way. And so that, that's kind of the way I look at those. So it is a box, but it's a box full of tools that you were just handed. Yeah, absolutely. So it gives us that roadmap is the way I kind of, you know, that universal map for ourselves. And it helps me to see, to clarify those things that I need. And to see it in a different way. One of the things for me was understanding what support is. Mm-hmm. You know, I had this conversation at work when I worked corporately. There was uh, our manager, his wife was sick with cancer. So we all gathered and brought food for her and the family. And I just kind of asked a coworker one day, you know, I was off sick for six months. How come no one did that for me? And he just shrugged his shoulders and said, I don't know. And then learning the Enneagram, I, I learned to see I didn't know what support was. It's what I wanted, but I didn't know how to ask for it because I had to be so independent from a young age. And I got to see that that was a human need that I could then be open to. But I was so closed at the time that no one even thought about me. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. yeah, those who are like the go, 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 the always oh, I'm so independent and self-sufficient that people are like, oh, they've got it. They don't really need that extra whatever, right? Yeah. Kind of guys in our society right now, men in our society are are really bottled up because it's like, oh, no, you should have it. Don't air your problem. So, you know, guys in general as as well have an added barrier to getting into these kind of things just because it's like you can't talk about it because you're a guy. Yeah. And um, understanding people need to build capacity, right? We can't go from zero to 100 at once. And that's part of the problem with relationships. So for the five that um, in the Enneagram much doesn't necessarily have that larger range of emotion because they like to observe a lot and don't necessarily see the value in really jumping in quickly. And so if you asked your partner, well, what are you feeling? And they don't know. We often push them. Well, yes, you do. Well, maybe they don't in the moment and we need to give them time. It could be an hour. It could be a day. It could be longer, right? So having that capacity to say people are different, they have different needs and can you build that capacity? Are you willing? And this is the part that really helps with relationship building and are we a right fit? So when people have decided, you know, we're not a fit for each other, are you willing to build that capacity or not? And if you're not and you're closed and the other is, then, you know, chances are it's not going to work. We both need to be open to looking at things in a different way. Yeah. So we work with families and children. So inside of a family where you don't necessarily get that opportunity to end the relationship, what tools do you have to work within families where they need to work it out and they don't have the option of mm-hmm. being in a different place? 
Yeah. So the number one is being able to not take things personally. Mm-hmm. So if I can say, oh, I'm noticing my reactivity. Can I take that breath in the moment? Can I take my little time out? Can I just, you know, can I be honest and say, I really just need to go for a walk and clear my head? Um, Can we set some time later? Can we, you know, come together later? So learning to set the boundaries and learning what our reactivity and our patterns are and just seeing what is that piece in myself that I need to shore up for myself? Because usually it's an unmet need that we have. And we know um, that some people have great memories and others don't. So, you know, we hear this all the time in, in relationship conflict about the things you did six months ago and you're bringing it up again. And it's like, because when we're not honest in the moment, we hold on to that, we build the resentment And then it builds like that uh, pressure cooker and it's going to come up some way. So the more that we can build that in and build in those times, you know, some families have family time and some people have family calendars. Like I think these things are really important. Having the tools to make sure the communication is clear. And with the motivational map, we see that some people are more high growth and they like the bottom line. Whereas relationship people need more re- more connection and more communication on a more regular basis. And if we don't see that other people need that more, we're just going to go with our preference. And then that other person's going to feel left out. So making sure that what your needs are are met. I need to talk to you every week. I need to have a little check-in every day, whatever it is for you. Because we let that go, we let it slide, and then the resentment and anger builds. And then we're not dealing with what the actual topic is when we're having the argument or the disagreement. Now, so, different for each child, most usually. Yeah, yeah exactly. Child lands. Yeah. Yeah. And between all of you, right? So I might deal with it a different way or have a different view on it. It's like, oh, that's how I was as a kid. It's no big deal. And the other person thinks it's a huge deal because they're not looking like uh, they're being a certain way, but you know, that's not necessarily them. And um, so first is that not taking things personally. And then the other thing is, are you willing to be open to dealing with the conflict and embrace it and using that curiosity mantra? You know, it makes sense to that person. Can I ask questions? Can I be open? Can we look at it in a different perspective? So what is important to you about that? And getting kind of underneath, right? In in conflict resolution, a lot of people talk about positions to interest, but it needs to go deeper than that. What does that mean to you? There's some kind of meaning behind it. So maybe it means we're not having enough time, right? We have the love languages, we have different things to help to bring more discussion to that. And uh, we're all busy. And can we make the time? Because yeah, if we just go on the way that we're going, chances are at some point, right, we see it with um, children that grow up. And then the partnership the relationship is feeling challenged because we haven't built that relationship over time to what's important 
between us, within us, all of those places. And that comes to the number one one is really knowing who we are. So we have to know what's important to us before we can really be strong in the conversation with the other person. Because we all have values, we all have ways of looking at things. And I find those values are probably one of the biggest things that we don't often talk about, right? When we get together with people, yeah, we have the, the initial attraction, but do we take the time to find out what are the values? What is it that we want? And having a discussion about that ongoing, you know, having your check-ins every, we wouldn't not have a plan for certain things. Like we always have things we're working towards retirement, whatever it is, we're working towards something as a family. So we need to see, are those part of our value system? Has it shifted? what's important to us now and you know we have different people for different things financial advisors but this is really what is your family system that you want to create for yourself i love that yes that is oh, awesome yeah building all those systems routines those values talking about those values you know when people get together and decide to create a family get married and get into that deeper relationship you have to know that long-range plan what do you want in your future for your money for your kids for your relationship all those things awesome yeah right now that that's hasn't been happening or or as our as our families start to fracture as the kids are in school and then they get to 18 and they get out with so little interaction now between the parents it's like those family values that that kind of Mm -hmm. family passed on down information is going away and so it it's kind of sad that we are just now coming back to this and putting it back together as this is why it's important when we had it for so long and kind of it fell apart because we forgot how important it is yeah and and i think the other thing is that it can look different Right. I think this is part of where people are going, well, let's go back to these old values, but they can be expressed in different ways. Let's be open to a different way of expression of it. Let's have that curiosity. Let's brainstorm. Let's, you know, do things differently. Exactly. Robin, we're getting close to our time. We have to wrap up here pretty soon. Is there anything else that you want to make sure that you talk to our audience about that we didn't get to so far? Yeah, I think it really is taking the time and learning some of those conflict resolution skills and that curiosity, being open to even getting a reflection back. How am I coming across to you? Right. And getting because we see it one way and someone else might take take it another way. So, for example, with the type eight, the challenger, big energy. But they want you to have that too. They want you to have that gusto for life, but we take it as anger sometimes. So there's misinterpretation. So just be open to what it is that people are hoping, seeing that um, the value that they're bringing and and what they want to bring. Excellent. And yeah. Make sure you let our audience know now, how can they get a hold of you? If they want to find out more, they want to work with you, how are they going to be able to do that? I'm in Canada. So it's a lifeofchoice.ca. So many people go automatically to the .com, but it's .ca, a lifeofchoice.ca. 
And I was in a book for uh, the one thing every mom needs to know. And my chapter is on partner conflict resolution, and they can download that for free on the website. Wonderful. Thank you so very, very much. Audience, thank you for being with us today. Thank you, Robin, for sharing your insights and giving us some more information about talking and creating a, a hopefully a blissful family, a good relationship that grows with your family as you continue on. Take these nuggets, use it, develop your family, and make sure that you're making the best choices for you and your family. Until next time, enjoy and thank you for being with us today. Yeah, thank you very much for being here today, Robin. Thank you.